Yes, sir. And welcome back to another episode of The Card is Going to Change, AIW Absolute Intense Wrestling's podcast that comes to you each and every Monday. Uh, we couldn't do this without our sponsors, so let's give a shout out to Angelo's Pizza. Every show you can get Angelo's Pizza located on Madison Avenue in beautiful Lakewood, Ohio. I got hit in a pizza box. I got hit by a pizza box of Angelo's once, but uh, still shout out to Angelo's. Pepperoni <laughs> Pizza is the best. Another sponsor we got to give a shout out to Smart Mark Video. Get all your favorite AIW. Other company, other company. Can I say them? Chikara, A something. You want me to cut that part? Let me read that. <laughs> Smart Mark Video. Shout out to Gary Robles Burns. <laughs> Thank you guys for recording all our videos, and you can get all your past videos. No shout out to Ivan. Shout out to Ivan. Shannon. Shout out to Shannon for sure. Jordan. Jordan. The whole squad. The Thank you. Smart Mark Video. Check out all uh, past AIW releases, including. Keep their heads ringing, absolution, and most lately, Wrestle Rager. Is it out yeah, I yet? Think it should be out by now. It should be out now. We were okay, just cool. Talking about that when you got here. Is there it is, Wrestle what? Rager. Hopefully, yeah. it's soon. And last but not least, shout out to IndependentWrestling.tv for all your favorite live streaming events. For past, the only the best AIW shows, including wrestling. I'm not doing the best of the ads. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Independent Wrestling TV. Use code ABSOLUTE for 20 days? Free. 20 days free? Are you kidding me? Talk about a deal and a half. You got to get in your shill mode, bro. I know. I'm, I'm starting off hot. I'm, you know, this is a new role for me. I usually get, you know, introduced in. But back to shill mode. IndependentWrestling.tv. Get on there. Check out Beyond Wrestling. Thursday, Uncharted Territory. My man, what is this, last week probably? Joshua Bishop tore Tony Deppin up. He beat the sh- beep out of him. Use Absolute for 20 days free. And check it out. All right, now what? That wasn't the best ad. Now we're live. To tape. Yep. Monday. <laughs> AIW, the card is going to change podcast. I'm Maserati Wes Barkley and talking in third person. I'm joined to my left, Jonathan Thorne. The boss, AIW. You almost called me Jonathan. Bro. I almost did. I was you my name. It's not Jonathan. I know it's, it's just John. I don't. That's why I had to cut myself. Let me read. It's a big it. misconception, bro. Yeah. All right. Well, there it is. They know it now. Yeah. To my right, I got Ronnie Double Deuce, aka Ronald Two Legs, Yo. and straight ahead of me, I got Thrift Store Jobber. Hello. There it is. Not the best intro. I'm sorry, guys, but you know this is a new role for me. You know, at the end of the day, they do call me hashtag Jack of All Trades. It's true. Well, on this episode. We, uh, you know, old Ronald Two Legs has been a, a long-time su- subscriber to the Patreon, and uh, we owe him his personal episode <laughs> in which he could do whatever he wants. Yes, sir. And uh, he invited you to his house. He invited me to me to his house. He invited the thrift store jobber. He bought enough me. ads in the early days that he, er- he earned a spot on this for podcast sure. for sure. <laughs> I'll take it. For sure. And uh, we're just going to kind of have a conversation, you know, fans' perspective versus, I guess... Employees. Employees. Yeah. Independent contractors, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not giving you no health insurance. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I mean... The, I pod, the Pod Van Dam takeover episode, minus yeah. Ed, because he's unbearable sometimes. <laughs> he's at a con somewhere, I'm assuming, what's right? His story? I invited him, yeah. I Is think that the he's line? At, Hashtag, what's his story? Yeah, he's what's at some the story? sort of convention. 
I don't know what you He would have showed up five hours late anyway. Oh, jeez. When I did their podcast, he showed up fucking three hours late. I was like a half hour late. That's on me. Um, it was early. I me. showed up late, and he was even three hours oh, later geez. than me. Every time John tells a story, it's a different amount of time of hours <laughs> that late that Ed was. It was a lot. <laughs> He'll appreciate that when he listens to this. Dude, I was kind of nervous doing that intro. I'm not going to lie. I'm sorry. I just got to spit that out. Well, you're the guy in charge now, huh? We're through it. Yes, I'm the moderator, really. <laughs> no, we just figured, you yeah, know, like it we'll would switch be. It up. It would be a nice uh, kind of change of pace to just have kind of two people from this side of the business and you guys from the other side of the rail to kind of get your perspective on things and uh, your views on AIW and, you know, whatever you guys want to know. It's kind of like an open book. And, you know, Wes Barkley is always a, a fast talker. So, yes, sir. <laughs> like I was saying, uh, me, me and Brian have been sitting front row for what, like almost the better part of three years now. Yeah, pretty much. So I guess if there was anybody to be on the say that was on the front lines of things fan wise, I guess it's us, right? Yeah, we're no, the absolutely. loud, we're the loud sure. fucking mouths you hear if you watch Smart Mark videos back or any of the fight streams. We're if, the loud idiots you hear and see. Yeah, if you watch some of the 2015 shows from uh, Mount Carmel, there's the, <laughs> I, I have some really embarrassing moments. Uh, Don't know. I know, yeah. I know. For instance, I, I might have interrupted the uh, Missy Hyatt Dick Justice wedding at Ooh. one point, but you know, I almost, you know, when I heard you're coming over, I almost decided to surprise you and have like a thrift store jobber versus Duke debate. Oh, oh uh, wait, I, I hope that happens. Would sometime. you? That'd be are good. You, are you really going to invite Duke to my house without my I, prior knowledge? I was thinking about like it. I was weird. thinking about it. Duke wow. Money. I like Pete, but jeez. Oh, Pete, real names. Oh, he's getting hot. He's getting hot. Duke money. He gets hot about that. Uh, yeah. So. Um, you know, Ronald Two Legs, probably most famous for uh, Laparka throwing the ring bell at him oh, no. at Hell on Earth last year. Is that why? And that's why people know who I am? Well, I mean, I think that's your scary most... Scary skeleton man got mad that's at me? That's my dude. I'd ask I think that's your most famous up. crowd moment. Oh, jeez. I guess that's good then, because it wasn't even really that bad. I didn't do anything too bad. I mean, that's what... You're not really that infamous in the crowd, you know? Well, right. Like, I mean, I follow the rules, right? I don't do anything. First store job, or he'll show up in a stone cold vest every now and then and Shirtless? get wild. Uh, t- like, topless vest only? Yeah. I've, yeah. I've, I've had my share of moments. I'm, I'm pretty subdued these days, but I... that vest is on, though, you know it's going down. Yeah, the vest is... I only wear that to outdoor shows. Hey. Vest is all bets are off. The first time he did that, um, he goes... We were getting ready to go to Wrestle Rager, and he had the guitar, uh, the one that the, this Machine Kills fashion <laughs> guitar. That was a uh, thrift store's guitar that he brought that hit. There's so, there's a lot of guitars. There was a lot of guitars at Wrestle Rager uh, three, I think it yeah. was right. Um, Deathmatch Jamboree. He goes up. Uh, uh, we were talking about like, what are you gonna wear this or that? And he, somehow the vest got brought up, and I'm like, he won't do it. He's like, are you? Is that a real statement? I'll wear. Of course I will. And it wasn't even like. Is that an authentic Stone Cold vest or is it a? So that is an authentic WWF vest. So the story behind that was I was actually driving to Pittsburgh, or not Pittsburgh, I was driving to Jersey to go to that Onita CCW show. And I stopped in Pittsburgh at a flea market and I found that and Mike from Virtual Pros dared me to wear that into the show. So I did. And, uh... (laughs) Yeah, from there, just had to be a Wrestle Rager thing, and yeah, every year that's that's the open. I'm not a cosplayer, but uh, I mean, but if yeah, you're gonna be outside, the story got told, and I was like, oh, you won't do that for Wrestle Rager, and he didn't even bat an eye. He's like, yes, I, it's gonna be 90 degrees. Of course I will. And it's then a good he look. Wore for, it and yeah, yeah, he had to do it last year because we were like, well, that was so great the first time. It's a good look for Wrestle Rager. Yeah, so you know, I did uh, I did Mr. Two Legs podcast a few weeks ago. Yeah, thanks again. And uh, we had. A, a pretty good conversation and i kind of liked 
I kind of liked the perspective that was coming from you guys, you know, sure. because like it's easy for me to kind of live in this bubble where I like I only see what I want to see and like yeah, I don't you know, like I don't really need to like venture out of that bubble, but I think it's necessary Definitely. to like you know, continue what I feel is like becoming almost like the golden age of AIW where we've developed this like strong bond with the fans and it's like continuing to grow. So like, I I really like, you know, like I've hesitated about doing podcasts because it's just like, it's hard enough to do this one, but like, I really enjoyed my experience on pod Van Dam. So I thought that this would be kind of a perfect, uh, you know, a a perfect way to kind of, you know, bring you guys on and, you know, maybe we can get some of that same kind of chemistry and feedback because, you know, there's only so so many things that I can read on Twitter or something, you know what I mean? And, like, right, right. Uh, figure out what I should be doing or what I shouldn't be doing. Um, Yeah, we try to have a pretty good time over there and not keep it uh, real serious, but you can only do so much, I guess, with uh, a podcast. I don't know. It's hard. Ed's not here. I try not to speak for all of us, but... Um, he, He's a weird guy. You don't. <laughs> how do you feel about that guy? What you know, in his, his deal? <laughs> I, I just want to know what the guy's fucking deal is. Should because, we call him right now? <laughs> no, I don't want to call him. I don't want to talk to him. He's not here. I don't want to talk to him. Um, but yeah, as far as like you're saying, like with the your world and our world, I guess like it's it's fun to sit across from you and kind of ask you like, hey, what do you think about this or what do you think about that? But not be like that guy per se i think we also have a little bit different perspective than a lot of fans in the sense that we're kind of realistic about how the wrestling business works and how things go in the ring you know we've been going to shows long enough and you know we've kind of become friendly with you guys and a lot of the other you know regular roster members and you know i think you know it's just it's a different perspective but at the same time like you know we we love and respect the product and we like to see you guys grow and they have like really unrealistic like requests or like suggestions well, John Moxley, dude you can get mox yeah and it's just like <laughs> some people don't know like just the ins and outs of like how much like like a john moxley thing i yeah. i said i right. sent that fucking hotmail i had a fucking email and he did not write back <laughs> and i confirmed that like hey like i hit up smart work video and i was like hey like where do you like what paypal do you use to send him the payments for his best of the indies and they <laughs> There's only so, so much this, you can do. This hot, it was the same hotmail I had, so like he didn't write back. I guess to try and stay. Current. I guess he didn't like his fucking losing to Jason Gorey at the fucking Avenue Tap House in Lakewood. Like, how hard is it to not? Like, how hard is it to like, like on that point? Like, how hard is it to tiptoe that line of like trying to get relevant stuff like that, but not be corny at the same time and just book the same jabronis that everyone's booking? Like, oh, this jabroni A is free now. He's gonna do his little run, like. How do you make it AIW? Because you you always do a good job of like making it AIW friendly. Like, like uh, you just talked about Sekimoto did a little run, but you did versus KTB, and a lot of people were saying like that was one of the best matches of that little run. And like mm-hmm. you have a good way of like making it an AIW like spice flavor. Yeah, like sure. uh, um, you know, it's just like well, now I don't think anyone's gonna be doing any runs. With, yeah, how, right. with how the business is right yeah, now, I'm like on one right now, dude. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, like I think if on, like anybody offended, brother. <laughs> I think if anybody lives in WWE, they're going to AEW or they're going to NWA or they're going to Ring of Honor or whatever the fuck you know, Impact. Like I think like the indies are going to kind of miss out on stuff like that. Okay, but um, you know, I just kind of like 
I don't know, like, I, I think of a way to make it make sense to where it's, like, not forced. Like, now, like, and this probably sounds bad, maybe speaking to fans, but, like, now if, like, a guy does PWG, I'm just, like, I don't really want to book that guy because, like, he's going to get more offers. I can't have him consistently. I can maybe have this guy come in once and, like, he'll do good, but then it's, like, where do you go from where do you go from there you know and like i don't even know if they're the benchmark anymore though as far as that's concerned like they they've been kind of cold for the most part the last couple of years it's just a regional thing is anymore yeah. as far as i'm concerned i mean he, like some people area. do still consider it the benchmark and it's like you know it's just kind of like i don't know i don't know what i don't know I, I don't know what the benchmark is i don't really look for the benchmark anymore i look for like I don't think there is one, to be honest. I, I think, I, don't, I think, crazy, like, I, like, so, like, yeah. Like, so, like, AJ Gray did um, beyond Uncharted Territory a couple of weeks ago, and, like, I, I hit him up, and I was just like, hey, man, like, it's cool that you're getting a lot of, um, you're getting a lot of love tonight, you know? And I was like, but, I was like, the one thing that you have to remember is, like, there's no lottery ticket promotion anymore. You know, you it, it's all about what you're going to do in the next town. And it's more about the consistency and the body of work versus, you know, back in the day, like if you did IWA Mid-South, you were like a made man or like, you know, something like that. Or like you got like a dark match on Ring of Honor. It was like, oh, my God, like this is like a big deal. Now, like there's just so many promotions that operate at a high level. It's just the expectation that everyone should be pretty good at this point. Yeah. And it's more about like okay, like, what are you going to do next weekend? Because 37 great matches already happened yep. this Saturday. And, uh, you know, I tell that to a lot of the students, too. And you said that day one to ours, you know what I mean? You said you could do PWG, but you got to go to your shoot job a month. Yeah, like, you still got to go to work on Monday. Like, nothing's life-changing anymore. It's just more about, like, the body of work that you do. So, like, I more look at it as, like, you know, we have this crew – of guys, you know, for better or for worse. And it's like, I, I don't look at it like, who can I book? I look at it as like, how do I put this puzzle together of like, I have, I try to use the same pieces. It's a long list of pieces too. For the, as that yeah. tweet, I forget what the viral tweet was. That everyone's saying like, name your roster, blah, blah, or some, what was the fucking it was, tweet? It was like, these were worried or something in AIW and then they list the roster. And it was like not even no, close to everybody. Yeah, you know? right. Well, that's what I was saying. It wasn't even everyone that you booked, too. And it's like, yeah. it's I more look at it as like, okay, how can I move these pieces around to try to keep as many of these guys that are on every show on every show? And then like, yeah, like obviously you want to try to mix in some like weird ass thing if you can and it makes sense. Like that's what is so special about JLIT is like I can reserve like three spots for like something totally fucking random yeah. to where like everybody doesn't need to be in the tournament and I can bring in, you know, like a fucking Gangrel or a Kid Cash or Savio Vega. But like it, it it's really just about <laughs> like uh you know, sometimes it's about having like the best match and sometimes it's about like what can make something, you know, drive a story forward or something, which nobody really does anymore if you look at like if you look at the majority of the indies right now, like it's just like what looks good on paper. And then it's like, yeah, it's a lot of super card shit. What can we do next that will look good on paper? But like, you know, none of it matters. And like, you know, that's probably like, you know, my gripe with like the AEW dark thing is like, yeah. okay, you're going to like, 
burn Janela versus Omega for no reason just to put it on YouTube. Right. You was know? that a fucking? But I told him. Can we talk about that? That was that. a fucking. Well, bear. no, it's just like because they're, they're. It's it's combo, great. Yeah, they it, can do that. You know what I mean? It's it's great, but it's like imagine like you could have made Joey Janela over the next few months oh, right. like That's building good, to that. You right. know, That's a good like point. and it's much watched TV. And it's or a pay-per-view. Right. Gear, so, like, I, I just kind of look at it, and maybe that's just, like, my stubbornness of, like, I don't know, like, enjoying, like, old-schoolish wrestling or whatever to where, like, I think, like, super cards are easy. And, like... Well, in this day and age, of course it's easy. Just call people and book them. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy, but it's, like, I think it's harder to make people care about guys that nobody cares cared about, you yeah. know? Like... And, you know, AJ Gray is an example of that. Or, like, even a Mance Warner was was in the bubble way before he was the Mance Warner you know now, you know? and like That shit you told me earlier still blows my mind. And it's like, <laughs> I can't, I don't take credit for that, but it's like, you know, I like being the stop along the way to, like, instead of just being like, nah, like, I'll come back to you, like, when somebody else has already wasted the time to, you know, make people care about you. Coming from a fan perspective, you know, I've been going to shows, AIW shows for about five years now, uh, but I was also kind of spoiled in the sense that, like, I was a lapsed fan who got back into wrestling, you know, when CM Punk was hot. Uh, at the time, I was living in Orlando. I saw all the first few years of NXT shows. I was seeing Evolve shit. I was seeing FCW shows, all that stuff. Uh, so moving up here, and I found you guys, and, you know, like you said at the beginning, uh, you know, you're, you're still at Turner's Hall. You were doing these weird bookings, and you'd get Steen and, like, the Bucks and those guys, but then you'd book, you know, uh, Robert Parker or uh, Dennis Stamp, and that shit was kind of weird. Um, evolving over the years, I mean, you've definitely done a great job of developing your own talent, and at the beginning, I didn't really totally get how you booked shows, um, but again, I also didn't really know the indies that well. Um, now you guys fit really well amongst the landscape and you kind of carved out your own niche and, uh, you know, it's just, it's really cool. Uh, you know, it's one of those things now the storylines are developing and all of us locals know the AW regulars. Now they're starting to get outside bookings and it's, it's really cool to see. Yeah. I think like, you know, like the stuff with like the Dennis Stamp or like the, the Robert Parkers or whatever, it was like more like. <laughs> what can we do that's weird but also like pop ourselves because it's like i love beyond the mat it's like one of my favorite movies of all time like cole cabana texted me one day and he was like i have dennis stamps number you know and it's just like well yeah you know what i mean like i'm gonna call and i'm gonna see what happens and like you know uh, maybe at the time you know it doesn't make so much sense but like as you fast forward years later it becomes like this like super memorable time in AIW and this thing that happened to where like maybe at the time people were like man I don't know what the fuck is going on or who the fuck this guy in this Hawaiian shirt is you know but like uh you know as the time has gone on that's like one of the like such a memorable moment for me and like you know like I, I've I'm pretty sure I've said it on this podcast before but like Dennis Stamp told me like the day I called him he was considering killing himself Jeez. because like he just missed wrestling so much and like didn't understand why he'd been, you know, like removed from it for twenty something years, you know, and like, uh, the, I just called him that one day, and he's like, you know, he was a fucking weirdo, but like, it was also an amazing experience because like, <laughs> I have this fucking guy that was like this funny part of this movie reading me poems on the fucking <laughs> phone, you know, for hours, you know, I'd have to talk to that guy for hours, you know, and like, 
Uh, Robert Parker, he was like Biggins' like favorite fucking guy. Like him and Bunkhouse Buck, when he was a kid, he like loved those guys. And it's yeah. like I wasn't a WCW guy; I was a strictly WWF guy my whole life. So like, Same. I didn't really like get it, you know. But I was like, if this is what you want to do, man. Like, let's figure it out. And I like, think that's why the Bunkhouse Buck thing recently was pretty cool too yeah. for Chris. Yeah, and you know, and that's 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 why we did it. And it's just like, you know, so like some stuff was kind of like more like. A, like, what are we going to do? Because Biggins always, like, pushed this philosophy on me, which, it, it, you know, sometimes I would disagree with and sometimes I would agree with. But, you know, he said he read, like, a Dutch Mantel book. And, like, he said, you know, you got a book for yourself because, you know, you're the, you're the person, you know, behind it all. So, like, if, if, you can, if you care about it, you know, the hope is that other people will care about it. Yeah, right. So, like, it, he would just, Biggins would always be like, fuck it. Like, let's do, you know, let's do, let's, let's do this. You know, like, let's do this or let's do that. And, like, you know, sometimes stuff didn't always click because, you know, you had, like, uh, especially that transitional period to where it's, like, you have these, like, super elite wrestlers that cost X amount of dollars. But, like, you can't have a full card of those guys because, you know, like, especially in this market, like, yeah, you know, like. line on that is. Like, you know, we're not charging like the fucking hundred dollars a front row like some of these other indies. So it's like you got to fucking balance that out, you know, and it's just like, you know, sometimes you got to put like guys out there, you know, especially in the era that, you know, thrift store was talking about It's where, you know, you're not going to have the fucking banger match, but like, you know, it's going to fill the spot and it's going to get to the next thing until, you know, things continue to evolve and like we never could have imagined that our school would have produced so many guys that are now accepted the way that they are. Like, you know, when we started the school, it was like, we need to develop this like resource, but like, who knows how long it's going to take for people to care about them. You know, like I was very like reserved about that. You had the foresight of doing that and, and loading and, and restocking yourself like almost like farm team per, per se. You had the foresight to do that, and it actually worked out because that's what you need. Because everyone's getting signed, and you have to have your own talent. You have to make these. But there these was guys there was home. a stigma for this is just a wrestling student. Like uh, there's a there's a big portion of fans that don't realize that everyone starts off as a wrestling student somewhere. <laughs> well, right, right. You know? And now and now with the way the yeah right like just like with tra- yeah I guess you're right. Yeah. But like people didn't understand that. And then like some people would be like, Oh, this is a student match or this is a student thing. And like, it took like a lot of like trying to hide students throughout the shows to where people stopped kind of like realizing it and like started kind of like, you know, that's why there was a fucking year of no consequences, five on fives. Yeah. You know, to where None of them had like their own run at right at the beginning. Right. Was to like game. mix them in with veterans and have little showcases or like the six man scrambles when we do them. Like a lot of that is like what I consider AIW developmental because it's like I'm going to take these guys that are good at like certain little things. I'm going to put them out there and they're going to do their cool stuff and that's it. And then people are going to either take them or leave them, you know? Yeah. And like, uh, a lot of the times, you know, if they do cool enough stuff, you know, they've established themselves to where like, then when they come back and they do a singles or they do a four way or whatever, people are like, Oh man, that's, you know, Wheeler, you cool, you know, or something like that. And I think, especially from a fan point of view, that class, at least the no consequences class, et cetera, uh, 
has kind of forged their own way. We as fans have either accepted or denied them as themselves. You know, they broke up from the no consequences thing and yada yada. But those people are that class that themselves have defined themselves. And you know, those guys, those guys take them or leave them. You know, those guys were each can speak through their own. I mean, lucky enough to have. They were all very athletic. You know, like not every class has been that way, but like, you know, you got to kind of find ways to to mix people in because that's another thing people don't realize is like these students do a lot of work, you know, like AW takes an army of people to get things done. Yeah. And like, you know, if we didn't have the students, like, especially at this level that we've grown to, like it would never get done, you know, like at the Odeon, we have to do so many more things than like, you know, at Turner's hall, like the ring just stayed up all the time, you know, like we would just show up and tighten the ropes and like, whatever you know what i mean like well, like just the guardrail this was actually a question somebody <laughs> brought up earlier about the guardrail with gcw there's a lot of shows on fight tv and yada yada you see there's no guardrail you guys do a, a barrier around the outside you know that's a whole set hey, of, and set right, of shit bucky. in and out you know yeah, well i'm gonna tell i'm gonna tell you why we do that because it, it? It, well right but i'm saying that why you do it isn't that adds a whole it's a liability. Of yeah. A lot of people, of a lot of caring, a lot of bullshit. Yeah, because I've I've been I've been sued. You know yep. what I mean? A few times, and uh, you know what I was told by a lawyer once is if somebody goes over that, that it's criminal trespassing. So like, it's them breaking the law before right. if like a wrestler strikes them or something. They were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Right. I bought a ticket. I was just standing there. Right. Blah, blah, blah. You cross that barrier, then, you're yeah. a fucking marked man. You're right. Fucked up. You fucked like, up. Yeah, it's trespassing. Um, right. So, like, uh, you know, like, I've just, at this point, you know, like, I can't afford to be sued, you know, like, so it's just like... Who can afford to be sued, John? I certainly can't, you know, like, <laughs> well, at, at the time when I was being, at, at the time when I was being sued, I literally had nothing, so it's like, you're gonna get nothing, because I have nothing. Right, yeah. But, you know, like, I got a key Optima that I gotta protect, bro, so, like, you gotta get 2011, now, right? 2011, so, you know, like, I can't be, you know, I can't be letting that go. So, like, it's just, you know, like, that's just things, though, that I've I've learned over time and like you know like I like a controlled wild atmosphere but like you can, like the uncontrolled wild atmosphere where like people can get fucking hurt like I don't know how they run those no barrier shit man It's dangerous like it's dangerous and you know like I don't know you know I can't speak for why they do it but like I just know that like <laughs> in Cleveland Ohio Three people have sued me before, so I'm gonna try to do what I can, what I can do to like. Not to mention, not you've to already the, had multiple people try to jump the barriers and go after wrestlers and yeah, things like that. And it's just like, uh, I think that we're finally probably getting beyond that point, but you never know. You know what I mean? It's just like, just easier that way. And and also, I think it just makes it look like more legit to have the barriers and everything. Yeah. You know, like yeah. And it's right. just like, you know, not like you're fucking walking like when we were at Mount Carmel, it's like not like you're just like walking into a church and like, you know, you can go touch the ring or something. I feel like yeah, it yeah. invites da- it, like it invites bad things to happen if you don't have that barrier. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, I, I agree. You know, so it's just like you know, it's just one of those things that I don't know. Maybe it's a I'll- lot more manpower and like what you're saying, it takes a lot more people, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's like a lot of things that need to get, you know, that need to get done. And you got to look at the big picture, you know. Let me throw my two cents in. It's uh-uh. like the whole time I was doing all that shit. Here we go. Look at the big picture. You know what I mean? Like, 
some people might take it for granted, but me always when I'm setting up the ring or doing the guardrails or anything, you know, this is a different perspective from Maserati West, but it was just like, you know, you got to, as corny as it sounds, you got to pay your fucking dues, you know? So I am always, you know, still trying to do that because it's like, you know, without us setting up the ring or us doing the guardrails or doing concessions or something, no one can wrestle. You know what I mean? If it doesn't get set up, there's no matches. So I always take for granted what I can get in the ring and whatnot. And I'm not just trying to say that to say that, but I'm spitting facts. Yeah, there's like, you know, there's just like so many different pieces to like, not even the putting the show together puzzle, just like the puzzle, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, uh, of, you know, like who's going to handle the meet and greet? Who's going to do the concessions? Who's going to do the door? Who's, you know, like, Who's going to do security? Who's going to fucking make sure there's weapons under the ring? Some, right. Something People is like the airport and shit. Like something as weird as showing, like especially when it was Mar- Mount Carmel, showing up to the venue at the specific time, be like, okay, we're here now. Like to just literally be the guy at the door and be like, yep, we're here. Open yeah. the doors yeah. now. Yep. Yeah. Like yep. somebody would have to go get the keys from yeah. the priest right. and like walk up to the door and like and there's basketball practice you gotta talk to those right people. you gotta get the basketball <laughs> practice out of there what about if you're a photographer sleeping in the parking oh, lot man. And like who's this large man <laughs> playing pokemon that's a good throwback line. that's a good throwback i like that guy he's nice he's a good dude but you know i only well, met him a couple times but he's nice Ikebon drunk man he's, he takes great pictures yeah. takes great pictures but that was like an incident and like that was like Classic. That was one of those classic biggins just freak outs, man. <laughs> I can only like, imagine. Oh my god, he called me like screaming, like "What the Who's fuck?" Who's in the parking lot sleeping? Because he was like the venue contact guy, so he got the phone call. You know, that's what I was say. You guys always <laughs> said in the earlier podcast, like you kind of had delegated responsibilities. It was you and biggins, and you had certain things, certain guys you dealt with. And Chris was kind of like the venue guy, and yeah. he—I could just hear him getting that phone call. Like, and that's the thing, you know. And that's Christopher, another- who's parked in the parking lot. That's another thing that's like been such a kind of asset with having the school is like now that I've had to take on like basically overseeing like every single aspect of everything. It's like yeah. I cannot do every aspect of everything, so it's like. I have to have like you know like my lieutenants so to speak in like mafia terms or whatever you know like yeah. that I could trust and go and do this stuff and then it's just like you know some people just give me an envelope of money and then you know I go home but uh, you know <laughs> no it just comment. no comment it's just uh, it, it's just of the whole process has it's evolved but it's also stayed very similar it's just like there's different people that have to do different things how do you we talked about the one time about how you, there's not that many, not necessarily many people left, but like how you're booking AIW shows and how like how you want to book your attractions per se. Like, how are you looking into 2020 as far as like who you want to book as like your big guys? Like, we have Kevin Nash for Hell on Earth. Like, how are you looking into 2020 as far as like the names you want to bring in? Are you when are you going like, to book Ryback is the real question. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, what, what, what we're trying to say is, listen, I book I'm, Ryback versus Josh Bishop. Ooh, rips it. Are you I've, been, I've been offering a sponsor that match for a long time. <laughs> Brother, it's expensive, I'll tell you that. <laughs> listen, Ryback's about to kill himself, so I mean, get, throw, him, throw him 800 bucks and be like, yo. He ain't taking it. He, he is not, he is not, he, he has not that. dropped I, his fee. Yeah, he has not dropped his fee since he he stopped. Even JB, even when he's doing YouTube like food reviews, he's, like he's eating KFC he's sandwiches in a parking money, dude. lot. Dude, he made YouTube. like he made a shit ton of money in WWE. So like, I don't think he's hurting for cash. No, probably not. So like, especially not when he's spending six dollars a sandwich. He thinks very and he thinks very highly of himself. So like, he's, so he's much, not dude. gonna like 
he has not dropped his fee. Like every guy, like after it's a while, it's like, okay, like the fee is this right away. And then it's eventually like at this like manageable number. And like, he's still the same. He's still the same number. So not coming down at all, huh? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I haven't like JV's money man. Like the yeah, because Bishop was like, dude, we were talking about the Pod Van Dam Pro thing. I'm at my bachelor party. I'm gonna try and book these book wrestlers. And, and Bishop was like, me versus fuck. You know, we gotta book him. And I was like, I don't think I have that kind of money, dude. Like, get that on fight TV. I brother. mean, you know, we'll see. The uh, big guy. You, you know, know, so like talking about it, dude. I'm, I don't know if I got that kind of cash. I'm looking at like, uh, you know, like uh, I said on your podcast, like I booked Adam Bomb for February. Um, yeah, um, what's the date on that again? Did you hear that? Two seven. Did you February hear that? 7th. My fiance's birthday. Thanks for that, John. <laughs> hey, I get, you hear that? I gave you the dates well in advance. Well, though. what was I supposed to say? Uh, what was that February seventh? Yeah. Now hard sell mode goes on. There you go. Because did you hear that out there? I know you're listening to this on your way to work or at work. It doesn't matter. Adam Bob. I don't be. I don't know if he's gonna wrestle, but we're talking. He'll Is be it there. an Odeon show? Yeah, He'll it's be Odeon. There. Is it gonna be on Fight TV? That is probably the plan at this point. I might have to watch that one from California. I might be in California for that one. There it is. February 2nd, be there. 7th. February 7th. 2-7. February 7th, 2020. Kate's birthday. Be there or be square, no squares, in my circle. And you can bet on that. Uh, But uh, besides that, you know, it's just kind of like taking it at a time. So, like, the first thing was is I set all of our dates at the Odeon. You know, that, like, the regular shows or whatever, like, um, <laughs> and then we set a couple in Akron, so we're going to do three in Akron in 2020. So we'll call the Odeon hard dates and Akron and other stuff, Winchester, like, side dates, I guess. Yeah, so, like, the, so like there's three Akron dates, and then we haven't we haven't uh, set anything at the Odeon yet because uh, we have to fix that other ring that we have because it broke at the last Winchester, or at the Winchester, <laughs> I was going to say it broke at the yeah. show, huh? <laughs> so it's broken. And uh, it was fixed, and then it broke again. So we have to. Doctor Dan didn't fix it, did he? He tried. The surgeon. We call him the surgeon. The surgeon. Yeah. So, uh, like, I'm not booking too many like attractions this far out yet because we're only, you know. But but, I mean, this is the season that you started thinking about that shit, right? Yeah. So like, I've booked like, you know, uh, we're gonna take January off. Really? Uh, Again? Yeah. You motherfucker. You gotta take January. We say from the fans, every fan that listens to the card is gonna change right now. Is collectively saying, "You motherfucker." You gotta take January off. January is my birthday. January's tough. January's tough for my birthday. January's tough because you're you're coming out of the holidays. Right. You got a bad winter. Here's what we do, though. I say, here's what we do, though. As a fan, as a fan, sitting that like we're saying, you know, you guys on that side, us on this side. You should do some like a get an AIW get together. There's got to be some sort hang of AEW date yeah, or some out. sort of fight TV something. Let's do one of those soft ball fundraisers at Good Company where it's like twenty bucks all you can drink. Yeah, we'll do something. Do I some a get together something at Good Company where we all just get together. Bullshit, you know. Everyone should we watch something. There'll be something. If you're on out there and TV. you're listening to this and you're interested in that, start putting the tweets out. What's the hashtag on that? Hashtag AIW Hangout. I don't know. AIW Hangout 2020. January AIW Hangout, yep. dude. If there's oh, no show, we got to do also, something. Also, we are going to run December too, by the way. December 27th. 27th is, yeah. is 27th, December day. That's that pretty typical, Yodian. though. That's usually what it is, yeah. the December day, right? Yeah. Next, So next year in 2020, we don't know what we're going to do because all the holidays fall on a Friday. So it's like Yeesh. Christmas and New Year's Day, yeah. which I'd maybe run New Year's Day, but... 
uh, some people are trying to talk me out of it. It's so. rough, yeah. New Year's Day is rough. So we may just we may end up taking December off or doing like uh, something like Winchester Winchester style in December and not you know nothing at the Odeon, but the majority of everything is booked at the Odeon through. Uh, the fall right now. Nice. Okay. Going back to the attractions question, uh, is there a big name that you tried to book that just slipped through your fingers that really just sticks at you like you wish you fucking had that guy? Um, I mean, Walter was like hitting us up for dates like a bunch. Damn. Uh, and at the time, it was like, you know, we just weren't in the position to like do that fee versus everything else and like, but he was like openly like courting us to like come work for us. And it's just like, it never worked out. And then like when I did offer him dates, he already had something, um, you know, there's stuff like that. Like, you know, like, uh, as far as like big, big names, like, you know, like, I don't know, like <laughs> it sounds bad, but like when we booked Harley race, like I was like, we have to do this because like, there's no way that, you know, he's going to, live for another five years yeah he smoked a cigarette in my car man that's my claim to fame <laughs> that's just, yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure I, I smelled some booze on him yeah we're I, pretty much boys but like you know harley race was a guy that we had talked to a few times and you know it was like man that fee is big you know and like uh i was just like you know we just got to pull the trigger on it like kevin nash was like a big one that like i've always wanted you know and it's coming up so can't uh, wait Black you know, Friday, be there, be square. Outside of, outside of that, like it's it's really just like there's no one person that I can think of that's like fuck, like I need to get them, you Tom know. Tom Strong Dark. Uh, <laughs> Tom Strong, you know, we we had He's still out. There we could maybe get him, right? You could he's still out. He can't ever challenge for that fucking title again. Spoiler alert. <laughs> the problem alert. with like the problem with like Tom Strong Dark is is like he doesn't run <laughs> any of his own stuff it's all it's all through a, like an agent thing or yeah something? it's all through an agent so it's like you know all you gotta that's, do is send him a letter to school and then i'll get it say, that's yeah, what i did school send it to the school I, that's what you and yes that's yeah. that's no, I, yeah, that was me school. i found his address i found the school and i sent it to him we asked that on the show but you weren't there and we were busy you were in actually you're in new york because i want to ask you everyone was like tom strong tom strong does he ever address that his name isn't Tom Strong? To he's the students. Or he had, why you guys think his name's Tom? He, he's he's kind of acknowledged it a little bit on Twitter. Okay. He's like liked a bunch of our tweets and maybe retweeted <laughs> one or two things, where I think he kind of gets it, but maybe I don't know. I mean, he he definitely has played along a little he bit. The reads fact that, this whole letter with the stickers and all this, and he says his own name wrong multiple times, and like he, he never his addresses gear under the, his suit. We established that. At I, least, I right? think he does, right? Yeah. And finger tape. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe one day for... Uh, He's expensive, man. Well, okay, like, my version of expensive and your version of expensive is probably different. Like, I look at, like... For sure. For who he's ROI, probably going to bring in, yeah. he's expensive. ROI, yeah. though, is what it's about. Return on investment. Yeah, exactly. My middle name. Wealth's coming either way, whether we book a Tom Strong or not. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll, maybe I'll revisit the discussions for the Jaylet weekend. We'll see. Ooh, nice. You know, I like it. I, I, I do have another request, though, and this one's Uh-oh. probably a little bit easier. Um, the Bob Holly-Nick Gage match never happened. Ooh. I always And I really want that match. And I was talking to Bob's wife the other day because, you know, we did some he t-shirt business. He doesn't want to kick your ass. He doesn't want to kick my ass, which is great, but he's he, he wants to come back to Cleveland. So, so uh, how do you like me now? 
<laughs> that's always like you know that's always on the uh, that's always on the docket to revisit, right? But it's like. I go back to those puzzle pieces, and it's like, yeah. well, here's the puzzle, here's the puzzle, here's the puzzle. Well, then you got to take a piece out and then put Bob Holly in, you know. So it's like you really got to find the right piece where wherever it's 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 in the mix. But uh, that's, I already smoked Gage, dude. I already smoked him. That's the that's definitely uh, strong words. This is an MDK house, brother. It's oh. a strong word. I love you, Wes, but careful, tiptoe. <laughs> that's that's an interesting. That's that's an interesting request because it's something that's always in the back of my mind, and maybe. I'll just try to pull the trigger on that sooner than later. Hell yeah. Uh, because, you know, it's funny. Like, Bob Holly had this, like, really crazy reputation. And, like, he was, like, as nice as could be. You That's know, why Brian was, like, was worried he wanted to kick his ass. But what if, 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 what like he's really chilled out. Yeah, well, that's what he finally got confirmation that he doesn't want to kick his ass. He's, he's cool road. with it. He liked shoulder. the shirt. Plus, that guy that he got to design it is like a sick ass artist. Like that dude. It was a legit. It's a yeah. Legit I, fucking I, shirt. I went all. I I did. Bob Holly did tell me though. Like when he was here, I'll never forget this. He said like sometimes he just like goes out into the woods for days at a time to make sure he could survive as a man. <laughs> so like, oh yeah, I, I read I read his book. He's wild. He's that, right? yeah, he's wild. Yeah, that's like intense. He but said like, he's trying to get on the fucking Survivor. That's like the episode of The Office where Michael's just like, I'm just going out there. Like, I never, like, I never, I've, for real. I've never seen The Office before. No way. Yeah. Wow. That's Parks and Rec, though. I've I know like about that. Episodes. If you like lie. Parks and Rec, that's weird. And Office is like right in the. I don't know. I just missed. I, you know. Plus, don't you work in an office normally? Like, isn't like you? Sh- you it would. It would totally make sense to you. I have like an office though. It's just like me and another person. Like I'm on like my own floor. In it's my coming office. up on like winter and like staying in bin shit season. Like winter yeah. crappy weather. And you're like a good for like hit up Facebook. Like what should I watch, dude? Don't even skip that. Just hit up the office american office season one hit play i'm into like the most like off-brand show that i could tell you about (laughs) i'm super into power on stars 50 cent show super into it dude you're a 50 cent fan (laughs) super into it i met him i met him in brook park at that liquor store i was gonna say we're not yeah yeah, we don't want but i'm super too much super into that show i'm all (laughs) studio brother i'm all it's i gotta wait till january to see that see how it all ends man there was there was people on like brook park facebook page like there's a line around the block brook park's famous look at 50 cent is here it was a liquor store. yeah went, uh, yeah so like but if you bought if you bought four bottles you could skip the line so i just ponied up and bought four bottles of effing and well, you don't uh, got time to wait in that line your local right. big shot promoter yeah that's right <laughs> i still got them un- unopened unopened in my house dude 50 cent sign dude bottles? 50 cent sign dude oh, they're man. signed bro they're signed so now, okay, do you think you can run Hog is a thing now with Master P. Can we run some sort of uh, get get 50 cent in here to invert, you know, like a Hog or something? Can we get like cross remote? So like, so like, bangle? who do you want? So give like, away free rap snaps I'm not gonna, or something? I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to give away uh, too much information, but secret <laughs> underground uh, industry behind the scenes talk. I hear Master P is offering people a lot of money. Wow. Like. Well, you millions worked, you worked for uh what what yeah, was the UW, company urban wrestling federation, Urban wrestling federation. you could probably get in there that's Me- uh i think melly mel was the most famous rapper there you know like no uh no 50 cent no master p so i don't know i don't know what's going on but i hear master p is offering some big deals that fucking rules and now i you know i thought the master p kind of 
fell down Same. on his luck. No. I looked him up to two hundred million. Bro, before about like, it. He, people forget he played for the fucking Raptors. Yeah. He started I think, games for I the think Toronto he in his Raptors, spare time, bro. Too. I think he was just fucking around and play. That like to get to get the lowest NBA contract there is is like a decent amount of money. No that limit though was killing it for yep. fun. Yeah. No like limit was killing it in the nineties, dude. Yeah. No limit was killing it. W he had all his guys. Tank till I die, dude. I had a tank in the eighth grade, bro. Respect. I did. Respect. You know who else had one? Spoiler alert. Tom Lawler. Wow. I knew I loved Tom for a reason. <laughs> we dude. both had no limit tanks. We were texting about it the other thrift day. Thrift Store was the Epic. first one to be really be like, Epic. we first couple times you brought him around, I was like, this guy's cool. Brian was, Thrift Store was like, dude, this is this is our fucking guy, dude. Well, I already, I already listened to him on, on Observer, guy. so. I had like, a I don't, crap shirt. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't listen, I don't listen to Tom. I knew nothing of Tom from uh, The Observer. Yeah. Uh, I was just like, oh, man, this guy's from UFC. And like, he always brings it up all pissed off. But uh, so at the same time that I was like, oh, like maybe we should book this guy because he was in the UFC. Like the only reason why uh, Dom was pitching me this like character vignette of himself. Okay. And it had we eventually released it like differently. But like it had like a Joe Rogan fucking podcast uh, fucking like uh, voiceover or whatever. And he's talking about Robbie Lawler. So I was like, when I went to message Tom Lawler, I was like, hey, Robbie. Mistake <laughs> yeah, really? Because I had just listened. No, I knew it was Tom Lawler. But, but you did just I, slip of the tongue or something? Slip of the tongue. And he has never let me wow. live that down. Wow. He says it. Um, nobody really knew. <laughs> nobody really knew what he was talking about except for me. But when he wins at Slumber Party Massacre, he mentions it in his fucking speech. He says something about Robbie. Yeah. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, Tom Lawler. I knew nothing about him. I'm an observer man, that, or anything. That speech at the end that he gave, man. To, this side of the fence again. Fans' perspective. New Jersey. We were hammered Thursday night. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that, was, that was the night we, I paced myself that night. I did not. I, I did to a certain extent, but by the time AIW went down and it was over, and man, I I, I got boy, worse and worse. I I missed. The spring break night too. I passed out and after after the after after the AIW party, I blacked out and just missed. Yeah, that was Finnegan's, dude. Finnegan's, I forgot dude. about Finnegan's pub. Dude. Shout out to the fucking Goldsteins, yeah. bro. Yeah, really. Serious benefactors, uh, dude. They fucking flipped the bill for that whole thing. That was crazy. Weird body got kicked out. Love those guys. Fucking... Both of them, Sam, Staring Sam and up. Josh. Both. Yeah. I told I told Josh that I like Sam better because Sam is a little bit more cutthroat, and I <laughs> I like that. You know? I'll, I'll, you Josh had, is Josh is just too friendly. You had to play that card though too. Uh, Josh asked the question. You got to. Like slice it, you know. Yeah, you gotta play that other. I like, you know, I, I like a cutthroat guy every now and then. I like a guy that operates in the shadows, like Sam Goldstein. I feel yeah. But uh, yeah, things are <laughs> things are going. Things are going with the yeah, Goldsteins. Bloody. They're coming for. Speaking of the Goldsteins, they're coming for Hell on Earth. I know. They're. Uh, I hope. My hope for Hell on Earth is is like we could pack that fucking Brook Park Rec Center. Oh, hell yeah. I think it's a bigger venue than we are used to. I'll say we as just AIW as a community. It, it, it's bigger it's, it's overall, way, just like in way bubble, because it's just a bit. It's a fucking gymnasium. It's, it's like big. literally a my city, my hometown fucking city is gymnasium. It packs fucking people in. There's like an elevated track and shit. But uh, we we went for that real shoot bullshit, and like they barely drew shit, and it was still a good crowd. So if we get our crowd in there we can make that place fucking rock. And I think if we sell it the way that you're trying to sell it, 
Front row's already sold out. That's a good sign. Spread the word. I mean, people complain about driving this or driving that. Dude, it's at the fucking heart of 71 and 480 right there. Five minutes from the airport. Where you live, there is a fucking easy drive to get to where the Brook Park Rec Center is, dude. There are no free parking. The parking lot is enormous. There's a, the police station is across the street. Don't worry, bud. I don't want to go to the brewery. It's dangerous. The Brook Park Rec Center, the fucking police station is across the street. Everyone's go. fine. Show up to fucking hell on earth. Don't be cowards. Yeah. Let's fucking pack this place. Kevin Nash and you know we're doing we're trying something we're trying something out for the November events since they're in different venues. Like we're doing like group tickets at a reduced price for like you know to try to get kind of like people to bring those like so-called lapsed fans that they know or whatever the fuck i think there's a lot of people that bring at least six or more like you're saying for the for the the group ticket rate and i think there's a bunch of people who come as in brook park it's only four if you got four or more you're you're in for a discounted rate like how you how you guys kind of incorporated the stage seating at the odin and kind of made that different ticket bracket i think the group thing is just as smart because there's tons of people who come as groups like that yeah and like you know i realized like Dude, like, I don't want to spend money to do things, so, like, I can only imagine how, like, everyone else is with, like, how they juggle their entertainment dollar. So, I just try to make it, like, affordable to where it's, like, it works, you know, for both ends. Like, I'm, you know, I'm not fucking raking in this giant profit, but, like, I'm covering what I got to cover. And then, you know, people also can afford that we're going to do two shows in November. You know what I mean? Like, if you're not doing one October, dude, you got to do two in November. I'm sorry. I mean, that's, you know, that's kind of the plan going forward is like, we'll do an Akron and, uh, you know, a Hell on Earth in November. Eventually, we're going to break you down and we're going to do like a Halloween Havoc October show at like, maybe it'll be just be the Winchester or something. We did Winchester. We, gotta, we did Winchester, I think, last October. Yeah, I beat the Duke, dude. I'm the fucking. Uh, Got to do some sort of Halloween Havoc type deal. October man. last year. But my thought was, is especially with adding the two in September, like we needed to take the breather in October because yeah the Janela thing was the wrench in the gear per se but thank you for that as like I said as this side of the fans it sucked that he did not show for the absolution thing obviously we know why I'm not mad at him but the fact that you made good on that or AIW and Joey both is pretty fucking sweet like right yeah I mean you know I was happy to that we were able to make it work and like uh, the Winchester I thought was like a safe bet for that you know, for that to happen at, cause like it's just more uh, affordable for us to, to be able to do things at the Winchester sometimes like on a weeknight. You know I think I mean? that place rules, especially yep. with the $5. It's $5 to, to have your early entry and a seat per se. Best seat in the house. So, yeah. I mean, you're talking about a $25 show on a weekday, something, you know, Plus I think you drinks. could even run that place on a Friday or Saturday if they didn't have a band booked or something. Well, that's, I mean, I know well, that's, that's why they usually yeah. don't do Friday or Saturday. That's the thing is like they. I think you could and still be in in a they, good position. They have so much because I think we did a Saturday last October, but they've booked so much stuff in advance that they were. It's like, a great room, you know. They're like, really hey, like especially for music, we have Thursdays or or Sundays, and I thought Thursday was a better than a Sunday. I personally think Thursday night shows are fucking sick, especially for the AIW crowd. Um, like you guys were saying for the last one, it was like that. It was a summer night. It was a Thursday when we when you said we drank them out. We had a oh, record yeah, yeah. drink Sakimoto, out or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Sa- yeah Sakimoto. Um, 
I love it. The Thirsty Thursdays, man. It's yes, sir. It ruins me for the rest of the weekend as an old man. But it's a fucking yeah. I, fun I just time think on I think people are more inclined to go out on a Thursday than a Sunday. You know? oh, Absolutely. Def- yeah. Oh, definitely. For sure. What do you got going on, Wes? You checking your Twitter? I just wanted to see what's up. I got four hundred fifty notifications. None of you motherfuckers can. Really the limo driver is <laughs> probably out front telling oh him God. fucking she's texting him like the Maserati hanging out here or what. <laughs> uh, so yeah as we wind uh, it down hot da- november hot november coming up don't forget december december 27th is it that's correct Bring you know i was like 20 right i was really trying to get jushin liger like i've been Whoa. trying hard Ooh, bombshell alert but new japan announced that he'll be retiring at the november event <laughs> in America. so like I had been on that one for like two months trying, and like I kept getting the like. You tried a couple years ago too, right? Yeah, I just keep getting kind of like the runaround on it, and it's just always got a trick up his sleeve. So you know, I don't know what I'm going to do for an attraction for that, but I don't, you know, like it is what it is at this point. I can't. I can't even imagine like what a dud would be. Like every attraction you have, you're like, God damn, like man, that's pretty good, like. Even to say like, well, maybe they're due for a dud. Like, it's probably I'll be tell some, you my ideas off the record. It'd probably still be someone sweet. Yeah. Like even so, like so, you know, that you can't fucking satisfy everyone. You can't satisfy Twitter. We, you know, as we but know, me, on Pod Van Dam, Twitter always gonna have someone complain. Yeah, but me and you talked about this last week. Was it's like a week in wrestling is like ten years, right? You yeah, know the, what I mean? the so timeline like, on it, right? Exactly. And even going back to what we were talking about earlier with PWG and this, that, and the other, it's like. You know, someone can blow up, but in literally two hours, someone could do something that's yeah takes you know, the spotlight away can or do right. a fucking backflip and people love it. You know, <laughs> I don't know who the fuck that guy is, but fuck shit. this shit. Yeah, there you go. I so I guess as we wind it down, is there anything else you guys want to cover or yeah, hit, hit a rapid fire? Uh, I hate to sound like this guy and be a homer, and I'm sure people probably out there as fans maybe have something to complain about, but I don't. I love AIW. I think fucking rules i think i I think the the thing is is like i am more of a critic of aw than probably any critic of aw could be yeah well i think that's evident you that's always especially for anyone who listened to this podcast i think that's very evident like Um, i hate like everything or even if something's good like it could always be better but like you know it's never really that bad because like people keep coming but it's just like i i want one day I want something to go off like as like perfection, you know what I mean? And like I think that's impossible, but I think if I got complacent, like things would just go to shit. Well, since you've taken over the role, you know, after uh, Biggins passed, you find do you finally feel comfortable in that you know complete owner in charge of everything, have to make all the decisions? You know, is that something you're you have finally you know matured and you know feel good in that spot? Uh, that's an interesting question. Uh, because like I was always so scared to have access to money. You know what I mean? Just because yeah, like you said, you always separated. You'd never wanted to know the money stuff. Because like you know, like <laughs> it's the funny to even think about. I would like I I wouldn't want to know because like <laughs> you know if I wouldn't want to know the reality of how bad it was going or if there was money left over because like the most of the time it was like a bad reality. Um, but like I didn't want to have access to a big pot of money because you know it was like (laughs) during times where i was going out every friday and saturday night you know and like uh i'm going to like strip clubs and fucking going to bars and like you know like you know like just like doing like all kinds of just crazy stuff you know through my (laughs) 20s and 
you know, then when I took it over and like, I was just like, man, like we could be doing this and this and this. And like, there's, uh, there was an, a crazy amount of debt, like $18,000 a week. Wow. We're in debt, like something crazy like that. Like it was big debt. Uh, cause we had been, what we, the company been, itself yeah. is in that much debt. Yeah. Because wow. we had been, so like PayPal will give you a loan if you do so much business. That's what I was going to say. How do you get into debt that much? I I'm, thought- I'm still, I, I have a huge PayPal uh, yeah. credit. Yeah. <laughs> so like right they'll now. give you like, they gave us like $18,000. Wow. So then we would take that and blow it. And then like, you got to still pay it back. You know what I mean? And like what they do is like, it's not like a traditional loan. Like they take money out of every transaction that you do, Yeah, you know, like a percentage until it's paid back. So like, that's when like, I really kind of buckled down and I was like, okay, we're going to do these meet and greets and we're going to do this stuff. And like, uh, formed in the traditional AIW show, how you have like an attraction and a meet and greet and and an after party and to try to build that up. You know what I mean? And like, like, just like get it to where it's like manageable because like if it got to the point to where it was at, and like it was like go to the bank because like there was plenty of times where me and Biggins would be like, shit, like you go get five hundred, two hundred, like ask your fucking dad for some money, like <laughs> you know, like I could just could not do that at this point anymore. Yeah. So it's like I was like I need to like figure out how to like manage this and like you know the developing the students more and like quit bringing in like these random carloads of people that nobody cares about you know what i mean like and just really looking at it like now it's become like an obsession to like keep our like profitability at a certain level and like that formula and like pedro like i could not do it without pedro because pedro deals with like so much stress of like you know and like i cannot praise pedro enough because like the day the biggins went to the hospital he was like i'm I'm coming because he had retired. He had a kid. Yeah, he was, was kind of done and out. He was out, and uh, the day that Biggins went to the hospital, he said, "Hey, I'm coming Friday because I know that you couldn't trust anybody else to handle the money." Yeah, what show was that? Um, it was a gauntlet. It was a gauntlet for the gold. And you have to say it was gauntlet in March, right? Yeah, it was a gauntlet in March because uh, Matt Justice always says that Biggins never got to see him make his return to AIW because, like, that was the show that he was a mystery guy. Yep. Right. 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 Yep. Uh, so <laughs> I've like I've become comfortable with it and like you know like I can man like I can fully manage it and uh to where maybe before I probably could have but like I just doubted myself in the fact that like I was irresponsible or like maybe wanted to believe that I was more irresponsible than I was sure you know like You're probably as, blind to it yourself as like I mean, a defense me- as like a defense mechanism yeah, of like right right you know, it's like we were talking off air, like, you know, I don't feel like uh, my dad probably felt at 35 years old. You know, yeah, I still yeah, feel like exactly. a, I still feel like a teenager most of the time. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's like hard to be like, hey, I'm going to manage uh, a loan that's worth $18,000. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's astronomical to, to me to where like I have a, you know, I have a decent job, but it was like getting by, you know, like salary. So it's like I couldn't, you know, if one show went bad i couldn't be like no problem guys i got it you know like i'm yeah a you fucking, can't just foot that bill i can't foot the bill anymore right. so you know and when biggins and i were footing the bill it was like not 
that bad. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 easier with someone else to shoulder it with, right? But then when he was gone, it was all on you. And there was times where there was four people footing the bill, and you know what I mean? Like, okay. So like it wasn't that bad. Like it's eventually evolved, and like uh, it does suck. Like sometimes, like I, I like I think like. When I'm bored at home, it's like, you know, this is when fucking me and Biggins would be on the phone or, like, me and Biggins would be talking or, like, something fucking funny happens in wrestling and it's like, he'd be all over this, you know what yeah, I mean? Or yeah. he'd be going. So, like, that's probably, like, the the weirdest part is, like, I've replaced what he does with, like, all these people, but it's also, like, not the same at the same time, you know? like. Sure. Chris did a lot of things at once. Well, he did, and it was just also like we were on the same wavelength. Like we could yeah. talk without talking. You know, Definitely. we could look at each other, and we would know something or whatever. And it's like, uh, you know, now I realize like all the stress that he was putting on himself. Sure. In exchange to not let me get stressed out, which is like, you know, it's kind of like it it makes you feel somewhat selfish in a way at times because it's like he, he was, was taking the brunt of it. He was taking the brunt of it because he knew like there, like, cause I'd been involved in wrestling for such a long time at that point. Like there were, I was totally okay with walking away at certain times. And he came in as like a, like you he was a fan. said re- yeah. recently, he was a guy who fucking busted balls so yeah. bad that they were like, holy shit, we need to sign. We need to get this guy on our side. Yeah, sign him basically. Talk, talk, talk so much shit and is murdering people deal. from the stands. Yeah. We need this guy on our side. Got so like, deal. you know, so at that point, you know, like I'd been involved in wrestling for years, but like he hadn't. So like, uh, you know, it it was it was everything to him to where you know I've had like personal life, like a girlfriend and a job and yeah. all this other stuff, and it's like, you know, sometimes if you're with the wrong girl, it's very hard to manage. You know, so it's like it puts a lot of stress on it. So it's like I gotta walk away, I gotta go yeah. do this. Like this girl wants me to get this job if she's gonna stay with me or make this much money. And Biggins just was there taking and, care of it. And Biggins was like, you know, like dude, there were times where like we're down like two, three k and we're at intermission you know and like yeah, yeah. and it's just like hustling and like yeah. selling dvds yeah selling like shirts, always selling, yeah just hustling non-stop so Mag- it's like wwe magazines yeah w, you know figures yeah. just anything always hustling. so like i i guess like you know which this is, is funny because then you'll hear stories about like dustin alberti or like handful of people that just have been around and like Show up halfway there, like or just whatever, like yeah, just he'll go in. He just let people, you because, know, like, yeah, because he was also nice. He was always right. at the front, and you were always at yeah, the right, side, yeah. Biggins was front of house, spot. yeah. I was but like he back took care of, the house. of an yeah. AIW fan, like how we were talking about earlier about how now our we are us as fans is just a weird kind of community of people who kind of all like look out for each other. And I know this has been like a long explanation and an answer, but I think he kind of pushed that forward because yeah. him and Pedro came from the crowd like he right. came in yep. first he and then was pa- a fan talking shit and then pedro was his buddy from cleveland all pro crowds and then he brought pedro in and pedro was like a security guy and like a logistics guy and like eventually became a ring announcer but like that fact that you know people would show up late and he'd be like just go in you know like me i would be like what are you doing you know but like to him like he realized that we're building long-term support and a foundation certain people he wasn't just letting everyone in right if you you know if you you were like some shit talker guy that showed up like he'd be like fucking you gotta pay double you know but like right right yeah biggins yeah for sure but like you know i think that his mentality and like how he he developed such a bond with every single person that came through the door i think that really kind of helped 
this modern era of AIW and what it's evolved into because it is like a community now yeah, and like right. uh it's very strange to explain to people that it is such like this close bond uh among so many different walks of life it's like well i think even wrapping it bringing it back with the talking about josh and sam they came from fucking new jersey right and got like i want to say they sat by us on to the right of us, like when the uh, walkway at Mount Carmel was, you know, in the back there, me and Brian sat yeah. uh, where Hard Camp shoots from. They sat to our right, and we were just we just hung out with them the whole time. Hey, part, you know, and they were just like the AIW crowd is so endearing that you know we may be a bunch of loudmouth assholes, but we're also like you know lovable, endearing assholes, I guess. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's like you know, it's like. Uh, it's really amazing because, like, you know, myself and, like, Josh Prohibition always talk about, like, you know, backstage at wrestling would show, like, society, like, so many lessons because so many different beliefs walks and life walks of life yeah. co-mingle and our friends. And I think it's kind of getting to that point in the crowd as well because there's so oh, many yeah. different types of people. Oh, yeah. You know, you have, like... Like Jonah, who is like this business restaurateur guy, you know. <laughs> I and like, like that we're putting Jonah in this upper echelon of like, but I'm saying owner like, business, but I'm he saying, is, but at the he, same time, it's he just, is, you know what <laughs> I mean. And then like, you'll have like a fucking guy that like takes the bus to the show, you know what I mean? And like yeah. everyone's like getting along and like knows each other, and they're going to good company and they're hanging. That's what's funny about Jonah though, is because he's like. I don't know. I've just known him forever, and he would think of himself, even though he owns Good Company, and he like is this guy does the after parties and blah blah. He still just thinks that he's just a fan that comes to the shows too. Like he but, doesn't even but like like when you you've given him a couple like free entries because they do the yeah. like, and he has to like he's like hit me up like, uh, can you ask uh, John if I can get in? Like he doesn't want to like bother you like. Oh, well, can I get in for yeah, free? Like, he's and I'm just like, a regular guy. And I explain like, to him. Thinks of himself. As I'm like, just dude, you're giving us man, this. Like, you're like giving us this sponsorship. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, yeah. I can let you, I can let you come in to the show. You yeah. know, like you don't have to give me like a sponsorship pay and then like a ticket. You know, like <laughs> yeah. not that greedy of a person. You know, like, <laughs> right, right. But it's just funny because he he himself like thinks about like he doesn't want to be like. Oh, like like he owns the play. Oh, I'm a sponsor. I'm walking in that. Like he he like oh hey, you know, Thorn, make sure I can I can come in right. Like <laughs> yeah, and like uh, it's just you know it's it's interesting how things have evolved and like uh you know like uh, we we were talking earlier and it's like you know I hear these rumblings of like these different companies that want to run in Cleveland or do these different things and it's like that's fine, but like just because AIW has a fan base yeah. doesn't mean that you're gonna have a fan base because like we've spent years cultivating it and like developing relationships with the right. fans you know like you can put whoever you want on a card that doesn't mean people are going to show up and that's what a lot of people don't understand about cleveland you know that may work in philadelphia or new jersey or california yeah where there's but, nine promotions and shows going on every weekend yeah. but in cleveland yeah it's 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 just a different story and it's this different type of people and like uh you know uh I, i'm very happy i've Never felt secure in all of my years of AIW. I always feel like the world is crumbling. But, like, heading into 2020 with how, you know, we've kind of built things up and where we're at and getting things planned in advance, like, uh, I feel somewhat comfortable for kind of the first time and, you know, uh, since 
we st- since we started, I've never felt like any sort of stability, and I kind of feel it finally. There it is. Which is crazy to feel that in this tumultuous time, but at the same time, you guys have just carved out such a niche that, like, realistically, I don't think it's going anywhere for a while. Yeah, like, the only thing is, is, like, oh, maybe, like, some, like, kind of Fairweather fans will, like, be like, I'm saving my money to go to fucking StarCast instead of coming to AIW, but, like... I think for the most part, we have like a really good core fan base that supports us, whether it be live or, you know, on DVD or video or whatever. And it's like, I'm not that worried, you know, like, I mean, just think of like going to that, the show in Jersey. I mean, the first 20, 30 people in line were all people we all knew, like all just locals. Like Pedro knew all you guys. Yeah. Let us all fucking go to the front of the line. Like how many other companies had had locals travel that far out i don't know like uh, all these promotions have these like grand ideas of like world domination and like i just want to fucking exist in cleveland you know like uh i think that's the smartest plan you know like i I, it may be akron sometimes but like i don't have any like i don't you know it's not 2005 i don't think i'm recreating ecw anymore you know i just want to have a cool thing in cleveland like once or twice a month and like you know, it can last for a long time. And uh, I think AIW is doing a brilliant job of giving their fans their money's worth and their expectations worth. Nice. And, you know, I, that's that's the thing is, like, I try to have realistic expectations. Like, you know, like, like I just said, I don't want to take the fucking world over. I don't want to fucking do a show in fucking uh, Wyoming or something. You know, like, I just want to have shows in Cleveland. You Good. do, you do. I guess uh, it'll be a bring. I'll bring that point up. I hate to kind of keep dragging it up. I know we're trying to wrap it up, but you keep asking on like Facebook and Twitter, et cetera, social media is about expanding to other markets. Um, you're talking about you know keeping it, just keeping everyone in Cleveland happy. How how serious are you talking about like finding newer, bigger places? I'm thinking se? about like I'm not thinking about like going far. I'm thinking about like Toledo or okay. Columbus. Yeah, yeah. Columbus. Yeah. You know, like I'm. Yep. I'm thinking about like, you know, regional as as opposed to like. I think Toledo and Columbus both are personally pretty. I think you could even maybe run Youngstown or like Lake well, County or something. Well, Toledo's Lake nice because County? you've got Detroit and Indianapolis are both kind of within driving distance, right. and then from here it's like a little over an hour or so. So I mean, you can kind of get a few different cities. But even to with drive those, up. you know, with those things, it's like. It's like an Akron thing. It's like, okay, we've done two shows a year in Akron, you know. Now in 2020, we're going to try three. Yeah. You know, but it's like if we can get like a another market to where we do one or two, you know, it's just like more content and more things, but it's also not that much of a a task for like the fan base, you know. like Sure. Uh, and that's a thing that I really consider. It's like, okay, like, so we're going to – we're staying out of Cleveland from – March until Jaylit because I feel that uh, maybe the show so quick affect the Jaylit ticket sales. Mm-hmm. So now in 2020, there is going to be no May event in Cleveland at all. Okay. So is it's it like Akron or potentially Akron, but it's like, or maybe we could try somewhere else, somewhere else yeah. because it's like I don't wanna I don't wanna burn everybody out, but like also I know that there are people that would travel if it's reasonable, you know, like to where if like if it's like an hour or two hours. 
I think oh, most yeah. of the AIW faithful would travel at least an hour. But like the plan is, is like if we can get into a new place, it's like maybe we can create, you know, fifty to a hundred new fans, yeah. you know, and then who knows what becomes of that. It's I just, would think I would think as a fan, it would be fun to create another, not necessarily say weekend like Jaylet where there's two shows, but another show AIW where we had to go to like Toledo or Columbus and and like. You know, we're from Brook Park, Cleveland, West Park area, yada yada. We'd have to get like a hotel for Columbus. I mean, you could drive back, but I wouldn't want to after right. an yeah, AIW yeah. show. Yeah. I'd rather, you know, get a hotel room. You know, hey, Party, that you yeah. know, weekend and whatever is where we go to Columbus. And, and you know, and that's the thing. It's like, oh, uh, like I really take into consideration the experience you know what i mean right well that's what i'm saying it's not it's not only like the show it's it's like the after party you know it's like it's everything so like um that's why i'm also like very hesitant to be like hey like fucking club that i'm talking to in toledo like i'm all i'm all in yeah because like you know there's different there's different factors it has to be it has to be right and uh so I like and I like doing those posts on Facebook and stuff just to gauge like where people are, where See people want. Say. Everyone keeps saying, "What do they keep saying in Columbus? Uh, Express Live or whatever?" Yeah, that's, that's a big where, ass venue. That's where like NXT runs. Yeah, it's a big ass venue, right? So you know, I've emailed them. They haven't hit me back. You know? So like, <laughs> what do you want for the room? Right, you know, it's just like. All I can do is send an email and see what happens. Sure. But, like, Lake County is a place that I, I would like to do, like, not Tequila Jack's Lake County. Like, maybe, That's like... for sale. You want to buy it? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Sunny, so, dude. Absolute intense world? Send it to Rick Nelson. Maybe he's going to purchase it. Ooh. UXWA <laughs> Arena. But, uh, yeah, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. But as uh, I guess we can wind it down because we've gone well over an hour at this I point. I say, you're yeah. probably hating me. No, I, lo- I love it. I think it's a good conversation. Well, thanks for having me slash us on. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll have to throw a Worldwide on to give the thrift store jobber his proper introduction yeah, that, to the that, podcast. That promo code is Worldwide. Uh, to this day, not one use. Not one use. Still, it's still active. So people want to use it. Uh, Yes, like Pat Van Dam. Ed has like bought shirts off. He bought that one for like tie dye shirt and blah blah. Like he could have entered that code. Well, no, he he. I I that was that was he hit me up for that. But no, like I'll 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 say this too. So I I sponsor a. I also do like motorsports apparel now, and uh, I sponsor another like NASCAR podcast that gets the biggest names, biggest legends in the sport, and that gets like thirty thousand listeners a week i have a promo code for that six months no uses for that either wow. so it's like it's so fucking weird use those promo codes Pete. yeah, yeah. promo code what, do you sucks. what is off? it man Let's 10 percent off sweet ass like come up with That's, something new yes uh speedway tsj.etsy.com worldwide promo code save 10 percent. yes sir well, there it is so do you, take, do you want to bring it all back around Let's give it a shot. All right. Well, let me do the sponsors again. Shout out to Angelo's Pizza, the best pizza in Cleveland. Thanks again for sponsoring us every show. Come check it out. Tell them Wesley Presley sent you. Uh, shout out to Smart Mark Video, the best camera crew for years, and they're still rocking and rolling. And last but certainly not least, shout out to Independent Wrestling. Use code ABSOLUTE for 20 days free. I can't believe that. That's an unreal deal. We get a little kickback on that, too. So. We get a little kickback on that, so I appreciate it. Some people have watching. used that promo code. Hell yeah. I, got a I started off a little slow, but I'm bringing it back home fast and furious, just like my dude, Toretto. You know what I'm saying? So I'm joining. R.I.P. Paul Walker. Rest in peace, <laughs> Paul Walker. We're going to end it on that. Jeez, Thanks to thrift, thrift Store Jobber. 
Thanks to Ronald Double Deuce, Ronald Two Legs. Is that how do I? Ronald should I say my Twitter or something? I don't. Do pro- I don't really want people to find me anyways. <laughs> All right, yeah, you guys do your things. Uh, thrift store jobber Instagram, TS jobber Twitter, speedway tsj.etsy.com. Uh, I'm at you can call me Ron. You probably see me, Ronald Two Legs. Ronald Double Deuce. I'm Maserati West. You already know. Strutting and strutting and rutting. Strutting and cutting. <laughs> strutting and cutting ladybugs. All right. Well, lady lady rugs, whatever it is. John Thorne, Wes Barkley, AIW, the card's gonna change. Thanks to everyone that listened. Don't forget November twenty seventh, Black Friday. 29th, brother. November twenty ninth, Black Friday. Don't forget Kevin, Kevin Nash. Josh Bishop's taking that belt off fucking filthy time. We'll wow. be in touch. Spicy take. All right. Thanks.